1: Arcade, Zach, and then Henry Covering all the old Broncos things. Three Superbowl wins Let's pump those numbers up This one's a job, this one's a plan Will the next one be for us? The NVR is the spot The best content at the top The NVR is the spot May the Broncos win
2: our Broncos live presented by DraftKings Sportsbook. Head over to DraftKings Sportsbook. Use the code DNVR to get in on all of their incredible deals. How are we doing, fellas? Wow! wow. Oh, wow. <laughs> so she took that's, the headphones off. That's how we Well, I think, I think I think
3: our lovely listeners will pick up on that.
2: <laughs> that did sound good, though. It did. Yeah, yeah. It did. That yeah. was yeah. nice. We do that more. good harmony. Yeah. yeah, I know. We I like said we'd lead off the show with. Yeah. that yeah. we should start um, a boy band. We need a fourth to start a quartet. Mm, I, was a in,
3: uh, I was in a. Uh, yeah, but a quartet hi- like a barbershop quartet. How excited would Kale be if we invited him? oh, oh he <laughs> hell I, I, I was in a uh in a men's acapella group in high school whoa and, and our name was man witch what were the outfits wow. like Oh that was right um,
2: before you joined pleasure horse
3: uh yes exactly exactly that's that's my start in pleasure horse and then we started add some guitar and uh and it worked out
2: all mm. right fair enough um all That's right. Like Peyton Manning We've got a lot section. to discuss today. It's a whiteboard Wednesday. Mm-hmm. We're going to get into the game plan to beat the 49ers. We're going to talk a little bit about how much more dangerous are the 49ers mm, danger. with Jimmy Garoppolo? Dangerous?
0: Ooh. No. Kind oh, of obvious okay. doesn't okay. apply
2: here. No. Yep. Um then they were with Trey Lance. But first, mm. there is an article that got a lot of attention on NFL Twitter today. And mostly because the the fun thing on NFL Twitter right now is shitting on the Broncos. Um, and I really just want to address one part of it because I think a lot of the criticisms of Nathaniel Hackett are very fair. Um, but in the article on the ringer from Benjamin Solak, Solak?
3: If it's just, an, let's not even give any attention to who it was by if it's all BS.
2: Well, it's not, but okay. this part specifically is. Okay. And that's what they used for, you know, the teaser on mm. Twitter and all this stuff. And this is the idea that the Denver Broncos only hired Nathaniel Hackett because they believed that it gave them a better chance to get uh, Aaron Rodgers or believed they were going to get Aaron Rodgers if they got Nathaniel Hackett. And this, to me, is just total bull. Um, And I just didn't like the way it was presented in the article as if it was a fact. Like, Mm -hmm. oh, clearly this is the only reason the Broncos would have hired Nathaniel Hackett. They thought they were getting Rodgers. They had to go plan B to Russell Wilson. Damn good plan B. And now – yeah, and now (laughs) – you know, they're doomed because they hired this idiot thinking they were going to get Rodgers, and they got stuck with Russell Wilson.
3: Yeah, that's not the case. No. It, it, it simply isn't the case for, for many reasons. Uh, and let's just start with not even first and foremost, but the most obvious. Let's say Aaron Rodgers was the Broncos quarterback these past two weeks. Maybe the Broncos are a little more successful uh, in the red zone, but that's not going to fix all of Nathaniel Hackett's game management issues uh, and, and, and operation issues. So it's not like that. Uh, with Aaron Rodgers here would just solve
2: everything. Yeah, so, I mean, the,
3: even like him pointing at that just doesn't even make sense.
2: Yeah, the main thing that he's, I guess, the case he's trying to make is that's the only thing that made him qualified to be a head coach, and now the Broncos are stuck with this guy who, you know, doesn't know what he's doing. And again, my thing is, if you if you're making that contention, then you're calling George Payton an idiot, mm-hmm. and that's where I'm like. All the evidence that we have suggests that George Payton is not an idiot. And for him to have, to make a head coach hire solely on the premise that that head coach might be able to help him get a quarterback who is under contract is completely and utterly asinine to me. Made some other nice points in the, in the article. And, you know, he did the whole thing that everyone's doing, pointing out all of Nathaniel Hackett's flaws through two weeks. But that one for me is like, this is, you're really grasping here. You're really reaching here and you don't really have much to back it up other than a quote from Aaron Rodgers where he said he wanted to go where Nathaniel Hackett was.
3: <laughs> and, and another reason why it's insane is Aaron, it's it's not like Nathaniel Hackett came on the scene when he was with Aaron Rodgers and he's only been in the NFL for three years and that's his only qualification. No, this guy grew up with his dad as a head coach at so mm-hmm. many different places. This guy has been in football his entire life. He grew up in locker rooms and then he actually did it himself himself. He got a job, a very similar, or he got a job in the NFL, a very similar way that I did, by sending out letters uh, to to just so many different people, trying to get his foot in the door. His dad didn't help him in that way, so in that sense, he got his start like everyone else, and then he made his way up like everyone else. It's not like he's a 31 year old who was given a job. No, he's been an offensive coordinator multiple times. It, he he called plays not with the Packers, but with the Jaguars before, and had a ton of success with, dare I say. Blake Bortles as his quarterback,
2: <laughs> and it was cherry picked in the article that he got fired mid season from that job. That job, but completely ignored in that article that he got Blake Bortles to he, an AFC Championship said. game. Yep. It,
3: it, exactly. And didn't the whole staff get fired that year? Yeah, it wasn't just like Nathaniel Hackett yeah. was pinpointed well, as like the know, one everyone, mad
2: apple. Right, everyone has their scapegoat when yeah. the ship is sinking. You send, yeah. you throw one guy off the ship to see if it'll help buoy the ship yeah and it never does and then the whole ship sinks
3: and (laughs) then there you go yeah it's bad it's just a bad so
2: i I just had to get to that off the top because i don't want that i don't like that narrative and i feel like it it was starting to spread like wildfire and I think it's absolutely silly. And again, that's not a Nathaniel Hackett thing. That's a George Payton thing. You're calling him an idiot. Yeah,
3: and and uh, I we we briefly talked about it before the show, and I gave pushback about even talking about mm-hmm. it because of kind of what Peyton Manning in our comment section saying. He says, "Wow, you have to get those clicks," but that's insane to say. Yeah. But. Since it is blown up so much, I'm glad yeah. we did address it, and that is just absolutely not true. And you're just calling the Broncos organization completely Fools. dysfunctional. There's yeah.
0: even like the stuff there was a big tweet that I saw that blew up. It's like, wait, they hired a passing game coordinator to be their defensive coordinator. Oh hack, it's so dumb. Because like they don't say defensive passing game coordinator <laughs> in the article. It just passing game coordinator. That was in the
3: Yeah. Wow. So, like that was I a... guess you would assume wow. defensive but yeah and he was defensive passing
2: coordinator of course also Uh, worked under vic fangio wade phillips
3: and how's he doing right now by the way
2: he's doing damn good and and (laughs) one point that i think it was in the article that that is important to note, and i think is true is the broncos are the only team in the nfl who hired a new head coach new offensive coordinator new defensive coordinator and got a new quarterback And so I think maybe there would have been a good sign for us that maybe things weren't going to go great off the top. And the truth is, it's also a first-time head coach, first-time offensive coordinator, and first-time defensive coordinator. Mm -hmm. So there's going to be growing pains, and there have been growing pains, Mm -hmm. and they've been very painful. Mm -hmm. Um, More painful than I remember my growing pains when I was Mm -hmm. growing.
0: The teeth always got me. Oh, really? I don't remember teeth at all. Oh, really?
3: (laughs) I, I just remember legs at like 8 p.m yeah yeah yeah, right here (laughs) Uh exactly
2: that's such a weird feeling it's so weird um the teeth one you remember your teeth coming in yeah
0: i mean like when you have like the second round that comes through Mm. i kind of
2: liked that feeling uh um, when i would when i had braces and uh you had like the power chain remember that where they would like crank it oh wow never had braces did you no. Oh, I had braces. I don't remember that part, though. So there was, like, you get the regular braces, and then you go to, like, you, there's, like, a second, like, braces 2.0, Braaces. which are, like, more yeah, <laughs> are, like more intense. And they would crank it, and they would be, like, oh, like, we're going to do one crank oh, so it doesn't hurt too much. Hurt and I would be, like, give me two. Oh, my God. Wow. <laughs>
3: give me two wow. cranks this time. It's like wow. those shoes that
2: you pump up. Kind of like that. Yeah. Wow. Like that. <laughs> so anyways, wanted to get that off the top. Um, and, and we can move on from it, but I thought it was silly
3: very silly. Very silly. And now let's never talk about that nonsense again. And I
2: really hope that Nathaniel Hackett makes all of these people eat their words.
3: And boy, does he have such a good opportunity to do that.
2: Because it, you deserve to get your you deserve to get freezing cold take for writing someone's obituary 2 weeks into their career. You do. Mm-hmm. You, you absolutely do. do. Now, that doesn't mean it's not going to happen. They might end up looking like geniuses. But you deserve to get freezing cold take for for that.
0: <laughs> yep. Okay. No, one more thing. It did remind me one of the top comments on Reddit. I can't remember what it's called, but it's like the whatever theory or whatever that the any headline that ends oh, in yes. a question mark it, the answer is no. If it's a they, yes or no question. <laughs> yeah, it's always a <laughs> no. The answer is always no and S- I, that I I, one, I think, that never knew that. Yeah, I'd no, never but heard it's of like so what was this one? Is Nathaniel Hackett doomed already or something like that? But
3: the answer is always no. The answer is always no or something like that. Anytime
2: a headline poses a yes or no question, the answer is always no, because if the article ha- thought it was yes, they would have pro- posed it as a statement.
3: Oh, oh, I see. Not yep. the, the the author isn't trying to prove that it's no. No, it's no. The, just the, the, real the reality just is always the just something is yeah, no, yeah, yeah. really dramatic. Is, Nathan <laughs> Hackett, in the,
2: is Nathaniel Hackett's career already doomed? No. no. no and no, and right. if it was, you would have said Nathaniel, Nathaniel Hackett's Hackett career was. is already doomed. Yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah it is not doomed by the way no No. just getting started (laughs) just getting started okay Uh, let's jump into this uh to the san francisco 49ers and the interesting situation that they have going on there um it's unfortunate uh because we have literally said since the schedule came out as long as trey lance is the quarterback of that game i feel good about that being a dub of course Trey Lance running a little QB counter last week, which I guess Kyle Shanahan is getting pressed about. Yeah.
3: yeah. like What did you d- think he was going to do? Exactly. As, as his quarterback. <laughs> yeah. You
2: drafted Trey Lance. Yeah.
3: I mean, yeah. that's like saying, okay, now we're afraid that Josh Allen's going to get hurt, so he's never going to run again. Yeah, and Even he could actually get away with that. More,
0: <laughs> yeah. But like the, the question was something like, do you, do you regret having run Trey Lance so much now that he's hurt? And he's like, no, because of course not that's Wait,
2: literally so bad. his best attribute that's
3: yeah you guys don't understand how much that's still a part of josh allen's game though oh it is oh, totally. sure. he was the second leading oh, rusher yeah. in terms of quarterbacks
2: last year. but I'm that one saying, you can like, make
0: the case like you put him in the pocket he's gonna be just fine like you could get away with not putting him in harm's way and he'd still be good but totally it'd be wrong like he should yeah, be running yeah, okay yeah. okay
2: just like rush should be running he
3: mm, should be. five yards so far yeah i looked it up
2: Oof. actually not to de- de- uh derail us too much Over the last two seasons, Russ, through the first two weeks, was averaging eight carries. So, Mm. right now, three carries. It's not that big of a disparity from a numbers perspective, but it is from a percentage, you know, less than 50% as many Mm -hmm. carries. The year before that, he had 10 carries in the first two weeks. And all... Well, not all three years, but most years he starts carrying the ball more after the first two weeks, but also all carried it more in the first two weeks. So we'll see if he kind of turns it up a little bit.
3: You know who else has five rushing yards? Uh, Jimmy Garoppolo. Jimmy Garoppolo. Actually, I think, yep, they both have five, and Jimmy has a touchdown. A wow. That's touchdown. true, isn't it? Yep, yep and wow. he's only played in one game. Wow. Okay. But we will get deeper into that in a second. Segment.
2: So here he is, Jimmy G, starting for the 49ers. That he led to the NFC Championship game last year. So the question is, how much more dangerous are they with Jimmy G?
3: They're better. They're better. They're better. And, and, and here's the the honest truth about Jimmy G compared to Trey Lance. Jimmy G has a way higher floor. You know what you're going to get from Jimmy G. The good news is, uh, Trey Lance, his ceiling... Pretty darn high because the highlights we've seen, 75-yard touchdown runs, how he can move in the backfield just really helps him buy more time. So the ceiling with, with Jimmy G compared to Trey Lance is way less but when you play a team just in one game, yeah. I'd way rather have the guy with the lower floor, especially playing in mm-hmm. Denver with the crowd. No, I'd, I'd uh, with oh, the Broncos be playing play, against yeah. the guy with the yeah. lower floor, which is of course Trey Lance. So it's it's not good. It's a bummer. And but when I view the 49ers guys and I view Kyle Shanahan and the way he runs his offense and just how good of a fo- offensive mind he is. I think the 49ers may count on their quarterback position the least of any team in the NFL, which is crazy to say just because of how important the quarterback position is. But look at all the success that he's been able to have with Jimmy Garoppolo. I mean, last year, Jimmy Garoppolo, 20 touchdowns, 12 interceptions. We're talking about those are the numbers the Denver Broncos quarterbacks have been putting up the last five seasons, and they still got to the NFC championship game. (laughs) Yeah. It just—it's crazy how little they rely on it, uh, and so what, when, when when you talk about it like that, what I think Jimmy does is he eliminates the the excessive number of turnovers that could happen in a game with Trey Lance, mm-hmm. which is bad news for the Broncos. And
0: to get deeper on Jimmy, I mean, you saw as soon as Trey came out of that last game, the defense took a second to adjust, and it's they're they're still like crowding the box. They're still sending guys. The the safeties are sitting back deep. Like, they're, they're just not letting any big plays happen, and it leaves these big patches of space in the intermediate where Trey Lance is not going to hit those. Like, yep. like he'll hit – he had, like, one big crosser that he hit, and you're like, oh, yeah, good throw. But it felt a lot like the Broncos with Drew Locke, where it's like, hey, there's that thing that he should be able to do a lot, but it just doesn't really happen. With Jimmy, all of a sudden, you're just hitting all of those. And so that changes a lot, I think, for the Broncos compared to what they've gone up against the last two weeks where – I don't think this soft zone sitting off is going to work all that well because you kind of just need to start contesting those because Jimmy will throw interceptions.
2: Yeah. I actually disagree with something you said, Zach. Mm. Um, You said the ceiling for the 49ers is higher with Trey Lance. Mm Mm-hmm. Not this week. Not this week. No, uh,
3: no. I mean, in, just in general, yeah. in the long term, yeah. yes, yeah. it is. Yeah.
2: Um, but in this week, their floor is higher and their ceiling is mm-hmm. higher with, with Jimmy Garoppolo, yep. and that sucks for the Broncos. With that being said, we are talking about Jimmy Garoppolo yeah. here, mm-hmm. you know, and I think the best way that I can compare Jimmy Garoppolo is to Alex Smith with the with the uh, Chiefs. I, don't I feel like that. Very similar about it, and you said um no one relies on their quarterback less Mm -hmm. back when it was andy reed and alex smith i felt the same way because what do andy reed and kyle shanahan have in common great great play callers Mm -hmm. really gifted at designing plays and calling those plays and if you have a quarterback who can simply execute those plays and read it correctly then it makes your job a lot easier so you're to me, it's you're getting the the Alex Smith Chiefs this week, uh, and that poses its own difficulties, but it's also very beatable, exploitable, mm-hmm. and you can force Jimmy Garoppolo to make quick decisions, and he, like you said, Henry, will give you the ball
0: exactly. And because the difference between him and Alex Smith is just that he still loses defenders, like whether it's a linebacker dropping back, whether it's a safety crashing forward. Like, there are just times where he doesn't realize that guy's there. I think we might have talked about this with Trevor Lawrence yesterday, but it's very similar in that part of the field where it's just like sometimes they lose that guy. And Alex Smith, at the end of his career, didn't do that. Yeah. It's similar, yeah.
3: But not just, I think, does does uh, Kyle Shanahan and the 49ers rely on their quarterback, the least of any team in the NFL in general, uh, and I think we've seen that the past couple of years. I think this week it's going to be even on steroids, potentially, depending on if Pat mm-hmm. Sertan plays. We obviously know Justin Simmons is out. Uh, and if George Kittle plays, which we talked to Kyle Shanahan today, and he's optimistic George Kittle is going to play. But why I say that is Jimmy G, while he is a veteran and been around for a long time, he didn't wasn't there in training camp. He's only played now one game. Mm-hmm. So I think they're still going to try to take it light with him. And they can run the hell out of the football. In fact, this blew my mind when I saw this this morning. The 49ers have more rushing yards in each game than they do passing yards. Even yeah. if you have a great offensive pass or r- rushing attack you still always end up with more rushing yards. And to do that back-to-back games, and I understand that the first game was different because mm-hmm. it was in a monsoon, but then they went out and did it last week again. I think Kyle Shanahan is going to say, man, the best way to slow down these pass rushers, the best way to not let Pat Sertan make a play, uh, let's just pound the he- pound the hell out of this ball.
2: There you go. And the Broncos have the opportunity to take that away early. You know, um, this can be a good run defense. Now, again, love to see Josie Jewell out there this week.
3: You want the good news or the bad news first? Give me the good. Josie Jewell was practicing today. You want the bad news? Yes. And this is probably worse news than the good news. DJ Jones... Was not practicing today, and when that you talk really about best. that run defense, uh, that's he's a huge part of it. Maybe the biggest part of it, mm-hmm.
2: quite literally. Um, <laughs> but what if I could tell you there's a bigger part who's available? It's Mike Purcell. Mm, okay, <laughs> yep, yep. Uh, it's he's not as good as DJ Jones, obviously, but he can at least plug up space in there yep. and filter things to Josie Jewel if Josie Jewell's healthy. Um, health, you know. It's easy during the course of a week to lose track of of the health of a team. Um, And you just look at the big players and whatnot. But it goes for the 49ers as well. Um, George Kittle. Like, that alone could make or break this game. Yeah, Totally. Now, it doesn't have to. But it very well could be a situation where George Kittle plays... I mean, we've seen what he's done to the Broncos before. He might not almost set the record for tight end receiving yards, but he catches two big contested touchdowns in the end zone. Boom, that changes the game entirely. Especially, we
3: know Justin Simmons is out. Yes. So if you take away George Kittle and they don't have him, oh my gosh, what a sigh of relief for the Broncos. It's almost like a one-for-one. George Kittle does play. Mm -hmm. Yikes.
0: Yep. And and say Josie Jewell's back. You know, so far it's looked like Alex Singleton's kind of taken over that job from Jonas Griffith for that number two spot. Can you really put Alex Singleton and Josie Jewell out there if they have Kittle, or do you need Jonas Griffith to have some sort of coverability? But he's, he's made some mistakes. It, it just forces those sorts of decisions where you have to feel like you're giving something up.
2: Yeah, and it'll be interesting. I mean, obviously, the 49ers are just going to go back to what they were doing last year. Um, which should give the Broncos a decent chance at, you know, watching the film. But I mean, they designed their whole offense this year for Trey Lance, mm-hmm. which is a totally different, you know, attack than you're going to use with Jimmy Garoppolo at the same time. They, you know, they had Elijah Mitchell, Elijah Mitchell is now out. Mm-hmm. They had the, uh, the new guy, uh, Tyreon Davis price. He's now out. Um, So they're down, you know, they're out there getting Marlon Mack off uh, the street. (laughs) Like, they have a lot of health issues as well. The Broncos might be more impactful, maybe, um, depending on what happens with George Kittle. Uh, And he's questionable right now.
3: I mean, just how crazy is it that a backup quarterback comes in and you feel, as, as an opponent, you feel worse about playing the backup? And just what had to happen for this to happen. I mean, if Jimmy G doesn't have that shoulder surgery, he is traded. And Kyle Shanahan said at first it was a big bummer that that happened because we were going to get something really valuable back. I disagree with Kyle there. I don't think they'd get that much valuable back. Uh, And then he ends up signing this deal to stay with the 49ers and two weeks into the season, Trey Lance gets hurt for the long term. It's bad for the 49ers that Trey got hurt. For the short term, this season, this game, it's it's good news, crazy enough.
0: You just wonder how quickly they get back to what they were last year. Like, with without working with Jimmy during camp, um, with him kind of just getting thrown into the mix now, I mean, that playbook, you would think, changed quite a bit when they thought it was Trey Lance instead of Jimmy Garoppolo. So if they can just throw it back to what they were doing the second half of last season into the playoffs, that will be a, that will be a very good offense, which is kind of crazy to think about after what we've seen from them in the last couple weeks. But there could also be some growing pains for them as they try to get back into it.
3: And we haven't even talked about the defense yet, which to me is even scarier, but really Mm -hmm. quick. And I think this kind of fits where the conversation is. Jose's asking about the injuries of the Broncos. Bad news is Patrick Sertan, Jerry Judy uh, did not practice today. Obviously DJ Jones, Quinn minors as well did not practice. The good news is Billy Turner is practicing today. I believe he's a full participant for this would be the fourth practice in a row. Henry and Ryan, if he practices tomorrow and Friday, just like he did today and just like he did last week, he is absolutely playing this game, which is going to be huge going up against Nick Bosa, which I'm sure we'll talk about in the second. Uh, And KJ Hamler was back at practice today. He didn't practice all of last week. And boy, with Jerry Judy not looking optimistic that he's going to play, you're going to need KJ.
2: Yeah, exactly. And that's, that's a bad place to be. You know we talked about this a little bit earlier in the week but needing kj hamler is a bad place to be and yeah. that's not a knock on kj and his abilities it's a knock on kj's ab- ability availability, availability yeah. exactly um and so yeah you're crossing your fingers there but otherwise you're gonna have to scheme up a lot and you're also gonna have I, like i don't know what these conversations look like behind the scenes with russ and hackett about you know the game plan and how much they're throwing and how much they're running, but. If you go into this game with a similar receiving group that you had last week, it has to be a heavy run focus. It just has to be because, you know, nothing allows pass rush to get home more than lack of separation. Right. Right. You know, that's what a quarterback's looking for. A little bit of separation so they can fit the ball in there. Mm -hmm. Well, if you're asking Tyree Cleveland and Kendall Hinton to create separation on a consistent basis, you're going to have a bad time and you can't live an entire game just throwing to Cortland Sutton. So, Without KJ Hamler or Jerry Judy, you are going to need to get really creative and you know, essentially go probably 75% run. I don't know if they're going to do that.
3: Well, they have not done that yet, and they certainly haven't done it in the red zone. Let's break down the keys to the Broncos winning. But first, got to tell you about our friends over at SportsFan. They've got four locations, two locations uh off of the 16th street mall and the one you gotta check out on broncos game day is the one that we have our tailgate at so you come to our tailgate then you pop in sports fan to check out what they've got going on in fact maybe even show up with just an undershirt on for the game and then you go into sports fan yep. on your way or when you're leaving the tailgate yep. pick up something that they've got they have so many cool things and just the awesome thing about sports fans just the different things they have it's different it's you're gonna get people asking you it's not just gonna be like hey where'd you get that jersey people are gonna be like where did you get that super unique set of shorts or or a really cool throwback jersey that's what sports fan has so check them out especially when you're at our tailgate because they have such cool uh such cool clothing and apparel and of course that location is 18th and federal if you're going to be here uh if you're going to visit them when you're not at the tailgate they have exclusive hats apparel and accessories so check them out sports fan
0: and if you're looking for hats apparel and accessories you've got another option if you're hitting the golf course That's pins and aces. They've been doing a bunch of stuff with our golf guys. It's a really cool brand. They've got all sorts of different patterned shirts. Like they've they've got some crazy stuff. Like they just put like animals all over the place or like (laughs) golf things all over the place. It's really cool stuff. Um, and it's definitely worth going and checking out. It's a family owned golf and apparel business. It's based in Colorado. A lot of people don't know that. And right now you can get fifteen percent off if you uh, use the code DNVR at Pinsandaces.com. that's pinsandaces.com. again it's really cool stuff go check it out
2: also check us out check us out at the tailgate this week uh, going to be our biggest and longest tailgate ever oh. uh, so starting at one o'clock leading up to the game by the way we have the games on there so you can watch games uh, while you're hanging out at the tailgate we also have mile high city sliders we also have breck brews and we have great company good people and, and, and uh, great times down there so come down there meet up Uh, and see uh, see what's going on see what's going on at the tailgate this week also if you're a member don't forget go through the dnvr.com go to the tailgates tab and get your special member price which is a fantastic deal compared to the general public
3: i absolutely love it all right i love whiteboard wednesday as well how can the broncos pull off the now an upset over the 49ers at home this sunday guys let's break down the keys to victory and let's hit that first one right now first is cash in the gold zone. Remember Nathaniel Hackett? It's the gold zone down there. We haven't heard that recently because when the Broncos have got to the red zone, it's been a stop sign. And Nathaniel Hackett kind of alluded to that while changing the name to the gold zone, said, we want to we want to turn it into gold there. They haven't, and they need to. 0 for 6 in the red zone. Russell Wilson this past week was 0 for 5 throwing the ball. When they've been in the red zone, I believe the number is 17 passes to four rushing attempts. 17 passes to four rushing attempts. Uh, and of course, two of those rushing attempts were fumbles. You got to have more balance there. And you got to be doing it. And uh, it, don't be afraid to tell them that you're running the ball. Don't be afraid to put Eric Tomlinson next to Eric Salbert, uh, next to Calvin Anderson, who's brought in as an additional offensive lineman, and run the ball with Javante Williams. The Broncos half to get uh, one a little more lucky in, in the in the gold zone uh, but but they also have to play better because Quentin Sutton his foot's just a little bit uh, just a little bit out and we heard Russell Wilson talk about this today and uh, someone in the in the media was absolutely shook that Russ was talking about it this way uh, what Russ said when asked about the red zone problems was he said yeah we we've had some struggles but there's a lot of good things here and what Russ did was he went through five of the six drives the Broncos have been in the red zone and said pretty much how all of them should have been touchdowns and how they should be five for six in the red zone. And I view that as, okay, they're close. And we've talked about that, how close they Mm -hmm. are to touchdowns. Um, A couple of media members, actually, but one specifically said, oh, my gosh, that's delusional. Don't make it delusional. Just make it the gold zone and get in this week.
2: Have you ever heard Russell Wilson talk before? (laughs) He's obviously going to put a positive spin on it. Like, that's the way that he approaches his life. And, you know, people think it's corny or whatever. I think it's actually authentic. That's legitimately how he feels. He feels we're really close. We're about to punch through. We should be five of six. You know, we're not making big mistakes. Or I guess we've made a couple big mistakes, but a couple other, you know, whatever. Don't like trick yourself into being mad about something that Russell Wilson says when he's literally just being Russell Wilson.
3: How about this, though? Russell Wilson, like you said, talks positive about everyone. He talked probably, brought up probably 25, 30 Broncos names. All good stuff, of course, except for Albert O. When he was going through the list of players, uh, you know, he goes and I mean, one of the things he said, you know, Cortland, Jerry are great. Did he, he mention says, the
2: other tight ends? Uh,
3: he did. You know, Ar- Sabi, you know, making a great catch. I don't remember what he said about Tomlinson. He called Javante Williams. Oh, he said uh, an alien. Maybe one of the best running backs, or maybe the best running. Arguably, back the maybe end. the yeah, best. Yeah, 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 argue maybe be the best. <laughs> uh, and then when he brought up Albert O's name, he said, you know, he's still learning the game. It's like, oh like, great things about everyone. And that just kind of shows you where Alberto is at right now. There's
0: nothing positive you can say about Alberto based on what he's done so far. That's the tough part.
3: I think he had a fantastic game one.
0: Okay. But it's all just, like, this underneath check-down stuff. Like, I don't think he really did anything we say like oh look at what he did like five you, catches for
3: maybe it's too maybe it's too small and i'm blowing it out, out of proportion he did something we haven't seen from a tight end in like five years broke a tackle, a tackle. fight for a first down <laughs> okay there's and that. i love that i thought that was not only like just showing toughness but i thought it was football iq again one player that he got like one extra yard on it turned out to be a big one uh and and i just absolutely loved it but maybe yep. it was just because it that's was fair. you know something i haven't seen in a while that's fair but you're right. Last week, he did nothing.
2: L- oh, he literally negative, needed it most.
0: Yeah. He had a drop and blew a block. Yeah. Drop and blew a block. Didn't make the, the notes anywhere sounds else. Like, sounds like a what rap was <laughs> What was his grade? What
2: uh, was his grade? D. Okay. Generous, Henry. Yeah. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I haven't given out an F yet. Fair enough. Wow. Okay. Yeah. Um, F stands for fair with that one. Shall only A plus, t- even in the preseason.
3: Yes, let, what else is this, on the whiteboard? Let's hit this next one. Air Javante.
0: Oh, Yeah. They got to start throwing the ball again. It worked out so well, and there's a couple reasons for that. I mean, first of all, this defensive front for the 49ers might be the best in the NFL. We don't need to dig into that too much, but it has a real claim. When I mean, you have Nick Bosa, Eric Armstead, Javon Kinlaw, Samson Ebucom apparently is now really good. Hmm. Those are just the starters, and then you get into the backups with... Hassan Ridgeway who goes in there. Drake Jackson, who I really liked in the draft. Charles O'Menahu was everywhere in the last game. He was hitting the quarterback constantly. Omenahu? omenahu Did I do that right? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, there's so many guys. Uh, but but it's just crazy. That's I mean, Fred Warner, it's going to be really hard to run the ball. You hope you get Quinn Miners back. You hope you get Cam Fleming back. If you do, maybe that's a fair fight. Maybe you wind up with your four, four and a half yards per carry. Anything more than that, I'd be shocked. Do you mean Billy Turner back? Oh, yeah. I do. I do. I was thinking of Camp Fleming being out there. But, yeah, I mean, that first game, they were able to, first of all, just stretch the field so much that everybody was forced to sit back, and they could dump it off to Javante. And that's a piece of this, is you need to open up the space by kind of stressing downfield more. But also, if the running game isn't working, you need to find a way to get the ball to Javante. And I'm concerned about the running game this week.
3: Mmm... But what I don't want that to be is after the first two drives you're only rushing for two yards per carry and then you just abandon it, especially in the red zone. That's where the Broncos have really got off. And what's crazy to me is Melvin Gordon and Javante Williams each with 22 carries so far this season. I mean, I think we did a good job just saying watch out. It's not going to be this Javante getting 80% of the uh, of of the snaps and 80% of the carries. That's how this is going to be, you, I, I like that, though. If the running mm-hmm. game's not working, get the ball to Javante still in space. I just don't want to abandon the run game. Totally. You can't do
0: that. But then the other piece is that they are so aggressive and send so many people and get in the backfield so fast. You need the screens. I'm, I think I mentioned this yesterday, too, but the more that you can use the misdirection, all that sort of stuff, the better off you're going to be in the run game just because they have to think a little bit more. And a lot of that's going to involve throwing the ball to
2: Javante.
3: Mm. Yep. All right, let's hit this next one. Get mad.
2: (laughs) Yeah, I mean, the Broncos are one and one right now. And yet somehow they're like the laughing stock of the NFL. Now, you know, it's because of mistakes. It's because people think Russell Wilson is corny, all that stuff. uh, And he is. Um, But, you know, people really, really like dunking on the Broncos right now. They got to get mad about that, man. They got to feel like they have everything to prove to the world. Um, Now that doesn't mean that you have to change who you are or anything like that, but this is your bulletin board material and it is everywhere in anywhere you look. And I hope that they look at this and say, let's prove them wrong. You know, everyone is doubting us that let's prove them wrong. It's like one of the favorite rallying cries of football players everywhere. Mm -hmm. If you're being doubted, you got to prove them wrong. So I want this team to channel this Uh, and use it as a way to motivate themselves because it is weird how much the Broncos are just being attacked, uh, from every angle right now. It's up to them to channel that and say, we've got an opportunity on Sunday night football. The, you know, the biggest football broadcast out there to shut everyone up.
3: I like it. Now the Oso Blanco in our comments says, get mad. That sounds like more penalties. Uh, Those are the penalties you can't
2: do. You're not Uh, mad at, don't be mad at the 49ers, be mad at the world.
3: (laughs) Right, right. And, and, (laughs) And prove people wrong. On the biggest stage, do it for your coach that you love right now because remember, He took care of you during training camp. You got every third day off uh, from from working hard, I should say, like physically working hard. Uh, And so do do this one for him and and show that that you do have the right coach there and that you're going to go to battle for him.
0: No penalties, though. Don't get so mad that you're out there swinging (laughs) and grabbing guys and pushing guys. It's not the point of this. this. No, it's not the point. But if you're playing mad... That's how you wind up blocking a guy 10 yards in the in the paint.
3: Yeah, I'm, I'm Sutton.
2: just be mad about the way that people are talking about mm-hmm. your football team.
3: I like it. I like it. All right, let's hit the next one here. We've got oh, no. to... oh, no. Let Russ Run. This is one we touched mm-hmm. on earlier, but Russell Wilson, you did not give him $245 million, give up two first-round picks, give up uh, two starters and Drew Locke uh, to uh, – just have him be a different player than he is. He is not 40 years old. When he is 40 years old, yes, he's not going to be uh, the quarterback that he's been the past couple of years. But right now, he is still mobile. Now, I'm not saying have him run uh, 10 times a game. I'm not saying you have to have a bunch of designed runs for him. But if you are going to line up in shotgun in uh, within five yards of the end zone, there has to be an option for him to run, and there hasn't been that yet. I mean, the passes that he's thrown—it's not like he's scrambling with the option to run. Uh, the the running plays, for from what it seems like, those were just straight handoffs. If you're gonna do shotgun, he has to have an option to run, or else do not do shotgun. Use Russ's legs to your advantage—not a crazy amount. Don't try to make him Lamar Jackson. Don't try—he doesn't have to get 500 yards like he's had in more than uh, more than half the seasons he's been in the NFL. But you didn't bring him here to average two and a half rushing yards per game. Nathaniel Hackett wants him, wants his career to go a long time so he doesn't want him to get hit. But you also have to get the best rust that you can. So let that leash out a little bit.
2: Yeah, what's interesting is that the Broncos' best plays so far this season have been Russell Wilson extending the plays. Yep. He's just doing it in a different way than we're used to, which is like not an insane scramble where he's dodging two guys and ducking out of a tackle and then slinging it downfield. He's just dropping back, scanning, stepping forward, stepping a little to the side, and then delivering a strike, mostly to Cortland Court- Sutton way down the field. Um, and so you are still getting like the positivity of him being mobile and him being able to extend plays.
3: He's not buying as much he time, just,
2: though. No, well, and he's just doing it in a different way. You know, I, I want to see him get outside of the pocket, make more plays out there, and I just want to see him... When you are standing there and there are two massive lanes in front of you and you're three yards away from the end zone, just take off, man. You're going to have to take some hits this year. I, I don't want to see it happen a lot. Uh, but with, especially the current red zone struggles, do it yourself. You've done it a million times, Mm -hmm. get out there, dive over the pylon, whatever it may be. Uh, I do want to see him run more.
3: Yeah, absolutely. And Nathan Brown in the comments is saying on ESPN, they called Russ fat yesterday. And there, there has been a lot of that talk. Yeah, man. Uh, local media, <laughs> national media, talking about how just Russ is not the same guy he was, and, and he's and he's never coming back. Essentially, this he is a great time for him to prove it.
0: He was always built like that. Like I went back and watched all the like the running highlights last night, just out of curiosity, to see if I was crazy. It's like, yeah, he's lost a step, but not like so much that it's going to totally change. Like it's not like he was a straight burner before; he was just shifty. But he's always been thick. Like sure. and and maybe this is the thickest, but I don't <laughs> I don't even think I'm confident
3: in that.
2: Yeah, yeah. I don't know. I can relate though if he is at his thickest. <laughs> next
3: one. Next one is Trick Jimmy's. Oh, Trick Jimmy. <laughs> oh, <laughs> they got pushed together. Oh, yeah. No, I'm
0: sorry. Uh, yeah. Trick Jimmy. That one was me. Um. <laughs> oh, because of the interceptions. That's what it was. Uh, because. Again, he loses those defenders in the middle of the field. Like, you need to be moving guys around. It's the same thing that Vic Fangio always did against rookie quarterbacks where it's like, Yep, yeah, we're going to have two safeties high. One of them is going to drop, though, and you're not going to know which one. And then the whole coverage rotates. Then you wind up not understanding what's happening on the other side of the field when you look back. The same stuff works with Jimmy Garoppolo. And who knows? Maybe he's ironed out some of that stuff. Maybe he's actually turning into – I don't even know – like maybe Alex Smith, I guess maybe it is Alex Smith that he's trying to turn into, but he just has that penchant to turn the ball over to make a couple of throws a game. He was even doing it last week after they started get more aggressive defensively. You need to just be moving guys around, and the good news is you have a bunch of that versatility. And better news is that they've been using it. You know, even when Justin Simmons was in, he's not just playing center field half the time; he's up in the box. So with Caden Stearns, with Kwan Williams, I think you got a chance for. Some of somebody is going to get an interception in this game. I, I think I'm confident in saying that. And I think that you can get multiple if you just keep moving guys around, blitzing from different places. So,
3: serious question. Are uh-huh. you okay with dropping Bradley Chubb and Randy Gregory into coverage occasionally in terms of those kind of being the guys that, that come out of nowhere?
0: I mean, that's... You're running a 3-4 defense. Like, you don't really have a choice. Like, that's the scheme, is that you have to drop those guys occasionally. And does that mean that maybe you should have gotten different players to fit those roles or maybe look for somebody more versatile. Who knows? But I do think that that is just a thing that needs to happen. It's not, you know, drop back and cover 15 yards downfield. But Bradley Chubb needs to be able to run out in the flat and cover a running back.
3: And and we know that they want both of these guys to do it because we've seen both of them drop into coverage so far in these first two games.
2: Randy Gregory forced uh, an incompletion just by being huge. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, the, The other day. They have him drop into coverage, and he's essentially just in the passing lane on a comeback route. And Davis Mills just throws it high because he's yeah. got to get it over uh, over Randy Gregory. Sails it, you know, 20 yards out of bounds. And yeah. the good
0: news, well, maybe against the 49ers, I'm curious. Because they do use so many tight ends, you're probably stuck in that 3-4 a lot. But you still, modern NFL, you play so much nickel. A lot of the time, those two are just going straight ahead anyway. So you don't have to worry about it. It's only when
2: you're playing that base defense that matters. Yeah. All right. It's... They need Sertan, man, and I don't think it's going to happen.
3: Yeah, I I don't think so either. It's not looking good. All right, Ryan, tell me about this trust circle.
2: Yes, the trust circle. Um, You need to trust each other. Mm. You need to trust each other. And it starts with Nathaniel Hackett trusting his coaches. He's got to be able to take some things off his plate and trust his people to give him information and go back to – Believing that I feel like Nathaniel Hackett is overthinking a little bit, um, and that it, you have to trust the information that you have, but you also have to trust what your eyes are telling you about the game. Zach, we were talking about the option run after the show yesterday, mm-hmm. and you said you're averaging, you know, five yards a carry or seven yards a carry yeah. with javante Williams. You don't need to call that play there, and I think that. In his heart, Nathaniel Hackett knows that. Mm-hmm. But he also went into the the game thinking, okay, we love this play. It's working all week in practice. Mm-hmm. When we have a crucial third or fourth and one that we really need, I'm going to call this. And so it, when they got down there, it's kind of like the 64-yard field goal where he's saying, right. okay, well, we have this plan. We got to the 46, left hash. Don't I have to stick with what we said? Right. Mm-hmm. And instead of just being like, I trust my gut here, which tells me we have Russell Wilson. We should go for this and get closer, and we have a minute and three timeouts. Same thing is we're crushing them. We don't need to pull this play out now. That's what my gut tells me, but I came in. So trust yourself, trust your coaches, trust your guys to go out there and make plays.
3: Trust Russell Wilson. Absolutely. Over Brandon McManus, and that's not a shot at Brandon Exactly. Trust Russell Wilson more than anyone. I mean, he said earlier this week, it's all about Russ in terms of building the offense. So make, make it all about Russ.
0: But also run the ball in the, in the inside the five occasionally. 100%. Like, that's not... There's other times to trust Russ. Totally.
3: Yeah, I, I completely agree. Totally. All right, I think we got two more here. Two more. Two more. A bonus one. Roadblock. If you shut down the 49ers running game, mm-hmm. you're going to win. Because Jimmy G... Uh, Jimmy G, he can he can put up a great game. He can put up two mm-hmm. touchdowns, no interceptions, and 250 yards. He can do that, um, but he's not going to put up 300 yards, 300 touchdowns, or three mm-hmm. three touchdowns. What he can also do is one touchdown, one interception, and 154 yards. And if that's what he does, and you hold them to 100 rushing yards, you are going to win. Kyle Shanahan Mm -hmm. is going to run the hell out of a ball. Right now, they're a top-five rushing team in the NFL, and it doesn't matter who their running back is, and that's one of the things that his dad was so good at too that he picked up from his dad. Shut that down, and the Broncos win the game.
0: I like it. I like it a lot because that running game... It's so much of what they do, and not just because they rack up the rushing yards, but because it forces linebackers to say, oh, no, we're giving up five, six yards of carry. We need to shut this down. We need to get forward, and that's when they hit you with a little jet sweep, or that's when they hit you with all... They have so many Dito different over misdirection plays. Everything is misdirection. Almost all of it. It's just outside zone, outside zone. Misdirection, misdirection, misdirection. And so when you're forced to to be worried about the running back. And then they start bringing Debo in there too. And you're like, oh no, now Debo's in the backfield. Is he going to run the ball? And then they hit you with the whatever. It's just so nice when you can not worry about it. Just know that you are going to be able to stop the run. Like things are going well and you can pay
3: attention to other things and not overcommit. So I really like that one. All right. And then final one, I think Hank, you'll really like this one as well. It is... Don't eat NyQuil chicken. Yeah, this is just a general (laughs) PSA
2: for everyone, including the Broncos. It seems like it would be a bad idea to eat NyQuil chicken anytime, but I'm just hoping the Broncos don't do it before the game. Yeah,
3: not a good pregame meal.
2: (laughs) Uh, Also, just can't be falling asleep. Can't be falling asleep. Need to get those play calls out. I feel like maybe... The last two weeks, pregame meal has been nigh chicken, and that's why wow. they're just not in as much of a rest, a little slurry, getting the play calls out, slows everything down a bit. Well, he did say Monday,
3: though. He gets a little excited, so that may be a way to calm him oh, down. Oh, maybe too do eat, eat right, it, you're... but wow. kids Wait. don't eat it. Have you guys been seeing this? I only saw it once yesterday, and it's like a real thing, right?
2: I mean, at least it's a thing that people are doing as a bit. <sighs> then I think the the worry is that people are going to think it's not a bit and then actually do it and eat it.
0: It's a weird thing where it's like the FDA said, everybody, don't do this. But I almost wonder if nobody was doing it. Yes, and it was just yes. a joke. And the FDA was just like, wait, people are doing this? Because they're all old people yes, that aren't in like, touch with mm-hmm. the internet.
2: Remember the uh, Jenkum craze? No. What is that? <laughs> Anyone? No? No? Oh, oh, for yourself. I'm not going to say what it is. Oh, it's wow. too gross. Okay. <laughs> the
0: last thing I remember
1: is the Tide Pods.
2: Okay, the Tide right, Pods, right, yeah. Right, yeah. Jinkum a... is like 2007 uh, ish. Oh,
1: okay. Mm, I wish I, I knew I, <laughs> I know someone in the comments oh, knows oh, what yeah, I'm talking about oh, here.
2: Yeah. Um, anyways. Uh... Yeah, people are saying I'm <laughs> what? I'm not quite sure people yeah. uh, do know actually. Know it someone else at Tide sure. Pods, yeah. Yeah, Tide Pods, uh, NyQuil Chicken. The worst thing is that NyQuil Chicken actually looks worse than it sounds. Oh, the blue yes. in there with the chicken. With the raw no, chicken.
3: You. Yeah, it's terrible. It, looked, it definitely, you know how there's some things that like they put the warning on, like it may look good, but don't eat it. Nothing about NyQuil chicken looks edible.
1: Yeah, no.
2: Yeah, and still, uh, Ryan, no doc- one knows. Dr. Van right.
1: here says, feed your opponents NyQuil chicken.
2: I can't believe. I mean, I gave the the uh, the, the group chat here. Uh, there we go. Oh, There's we one. Oh, we got Craig. Craig. Oh, I'll okay. give you guys the uh, definition. Oh, Jankum no. is a purported inhalant and hallucinogen created from fermented human waste. Oh, oh my gosh no. are you kidding no. me <laughs> but again it's like one of those where things was that, that going
3: around it wasn't going around tiktok back in 07 no
2: yeah i don't know was That's it the
3: thing before terrible. tiktok what what was that
2: vine yes vine yes. it wasn't yes. vine it was even before vine oh
1: we got people saying planking the cinnamon challenge uh the
3: milk coning? crate
1: challenge
2: ever, ever do oh, coning? coning yeah no you I, really I seem was,
3: like you're in on the trends. Oh my gosh, I we was, got we got a more detailed explanation from oh. uh,
2: John, T- John T- no. Yikes! We have was, someone
0: being like, really not talking football.
1: This is the first second that we
0: yeah, have we've not been, been football for <laughs> almost an
2: hour, and it's their first non-football coning. Uh, real quick, I had one of the first viral coning videos. <laughs> um, was, yeah, started yes, it. that's why they were it calling is. me Coningsburg <laughs> after that. Um, you go to McDonald's, you order an ice cream cone. This is yeah. m- messed up. It's really not. And then when they when they hand it to you out the window, instead of grabbing the cone, you just grab the ice cream, and (laughs) And then you drive away. The employees get so mad. Yeah, several times (laughs) Um, in one night, and then we made a video of it. Wow. Like, I mean, not viral is probably a strong word, but based on like 2013 internet standards, it did like 150,000 YouTube views. Dang. Oh wow.
3: Imagine if you did that now. Do you need to bring it back?
2: Maybe. Yeah. Want to tell I the people wouldn't... what
1: you did yesterday?
2: Oh boy. Oh, I did the hot dog straw, the straw dog. That's oh, not a thing. That's one person no that did it. Way. That's not a trend. No, it oh, became a trend. a
3: trend on Twitter and, and on TikTok.
2: Um, it was terrible, man. Okay.
3: Yeah, it didn't make either one of them better.
2: It actually did make the beer better. Really? Um, I'm not going to give any free advertisement, but they didn't have the the Breckenridge beer I was looking for, so okay. I had to settle for a different beer. Okay. A worse beer. Okay. And this, I will. I can say with all honesty, I think it made the beer a little bit better. Wow, like a little saltier? Yeah, a little salty, a little like... Uh, probably grease, yeah, uh, like like butter, butter, butter or something. Yeah, yeah. 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 Was it that, warmer though? No, not really. <laughs> okay. um, that that because it the beer cooled down the hot dog immediately. <laughs> oh, well, that's good.
0: people so are it, saying RK no. So not the, the worst part is trying to
2: put the straw through the hot dog. Thought that would be easier. That was Very so difficult. gross. That, too, I was to say see. that sounds disgusting. I posted a picture of the inside of the straw afterwards. No, I blew it out. Oh,
3: no. Yeah, I think you got to suck it out. That's Ugh. disgusting. It's <laughs> a waste of
0: a dog.
2: And then my hands were so greasy. Oh, because you you're just holding yeah, the, cause the dog. Yeah, you were trying to hold oh, the dog. That's why there was Man. a bun there. Yeah. That, that's true. Oh, Use the used bun. And, you really oh, had to yeah. stabilize that dog. And <laughs> then, yeah. Then the hot dog was absolutely inedible afterwards because it was just like cold. Did and, you try it? Uh, yeah, I had one you little bite. bite. Okay, fair. Um, <sighs> and... The drinking of it was gross, but then the beer afterwards, I enjoyed. Wow! Wow! Okay, so
1: people are saying pause, 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 pause.
0: Don't keep talking about this.
3: So the pause is the pod pull. What's more disgusting, Ryan's glizzy or uh, what Night is it? Uh, no, the other one.
0: Kicking the sixty-four yard field goal.
3: Yes, Jankum. <laughs> uh, oh. Which one would you rather try? Okay. All right, DraftKings Sportsbook. They uh, know what's up. Um, and uh, more football talk. Football is all over DraftKings Sportsbook. Mm-hmm. And it's so much fun getting in there on a Thursday night, starting your weekend with the seven point challenge, the early win. Ryan and I, Henry, did you cash out on that as well with the Chargers? No. No, because you were all in on the Chiefs, which you actually ended up winning, too. So we all won money last Thursday night over at DraftKings Sportsbook. You can get in, and all you have to do, bet money line on either the Steelers or the Browns this week. And if either team goes up by—or if your team goes up by seven points at any point in the game, you win your bet. doesn't matter. Ryan and I cashed out on that by going Chargers money line. Sure did. Win up ten points. Ryan, we both, or we We're cashed excited, out right away. Man. Then you put your bet on the Chiefs money line. You cashed out big time. So you fun. can do that again this week, tomorrow night over at DraftKings Sportsbook. And for new users, if you place a $5 bet, a Moneyline bet on any NFL, NFL team, you're also going to get $200 in free bets. It's going to be paid out an $825 free bet. So head to the App Store now, download the top-rated DraftKings Sportsbook app now, and use promo code DNVR when you sign up to get this offer. That's promo code DNVR over at DraftKings Sportsbook. Must be 21 or older, Colorado. Only new customers, only tricks and supplies. So DraftKings.com slash Sportsbook for details. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-522-4700 and check out uh, all of the um,
2: terms in our uh, description there you go uh i got the i've got the comment section in a tizzy right now in a glizzy you might <laughs> a say. Glizzy tizzy. Yeah. Uh, also ch- uh, check out our friends at mile high city sliders unfortunately they don't offer hot dogs um so you can't do that at the tailgate because i would like to see that that would be funny um mm-hmm. but they do have awesome sliders so make sure you get some sliders from them drunken meatballs amazing uh they also have the jalapeno popper had two of those the other day they're also good the meat is juicy The buns are delicious. The jalapenos are spicy. The cream cheese is awesome. You get the drift. Check out our friends over at Mile High City Sliders. And if you want to have them for one of your events, you can call 720-375-3464 to book any event in the metro area.
3: Man, when you're talking about juicy meat, I thought you were talking about the glizzy.
2: I'm just trying to feed the comment section because they're just having a great time right now. You're going to feed them with some glizzies? Remember that gift that Ooh. I'm not going to do the motion? Um, the uh, gift we got of you <laughs> making a yeah, point. Yeah. I think cool. they got one of me. Uh, I think they did.
3: Yeah, what were you doing, Ryan? I got
2: got. Uh, they, <laughs> they got, got. We
3: need someone to uh, make that a gift for us. <laughs> <laughs> um, right, should we hop into the comment section? Let's hop do it. in. We've got uh, two super chats from yesterday. Two we're super have chats right. from yesterday yesterday we're never gonna miss a
2: super chat we always take care of these people first one's from garth it says zach has me thinking seven wins with russ suing richard sherman for character defamation
3: maybe the last wow. part i don't think seven wins um i don't uh, think so either uh, we uh, and credit to hank we don't know what this team is right yes. now if though <gasps> i was gonna throw out a prediction this team is uh eight nine win team right now So I'm going to take a stand because I I, I shot at you yesterday for not taking a stand. I thought I should take a stand right now. However, this game right here, and this is not a must win for the season like I thought last Mm -hmm. week was. I'm not going to make every game a must win, Uh, but this game, (laughs) I think, really shows where the team is going, which direction the team is going.
2: Yeah, well, no, I disagree. Um, I think if they win, it's a much bigger sign than if they lose. If they lose and things look a little bit better than they did last week, but they're still having some of those issues. I think you can make the case, okay, you know, they're working towards a bigger thing. If they win, it's probably going to be on the on the heels of a really good performance. Mm-hmm. And you're going to be able to say, okay, they worked out the kinks and this team's headed to big places. If they lose, it's like, all right, now you got to get one next week. You know, it's kind of that same story. And as long as you hover around 500 for the first half of the season, you can always get hot late.
3: No, and that's where I disagree with you, just because of the way this Broncos schedule is now. If the schedule turned out how I wanted it to be, with the first half of the schedule hard, I'd agree with you. But just the way the second half of this schedule is, you you gotta be, you have to be above five hundred before the break. They should be, yeah. They should be. That's fair.
0: Yeah, yeah, I do agree with that. I've got them at nine and eight for what it's worth. It's actually kind of there fun. So taking
3: a stand, I like it. Yeah, I eight.
0: mean, if you're going to, but the <laughs> the software I used to predict all the games, like I picked every game. Remember. It automatically updates every week, mm. so it just like changes that result to what it is, mm. so I can watch everything change. So it's kind of fun. Wait, I'm saying by use the 9
3: software, I thought I thought he went through and pick like three thousand games.
0: Oh no, I did him. You do pick them all. Oh, you did. But pick it's but like a if program. You pick w- oh,
2: and then uh, if you pick one team's schedule, then all of those games go on to another oh, team's. Oh,
3: okay, okay, yeah. okay, okay. It just gives you like every week. Here's okay, a list of impressive. games and pick, 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 pick.
2: pick and then the it just updates pick, pick, pick. season. Yeah, for the updates. Okay, I so like how, it. So how how are you looking so far?
0: Um there have been some changes. The Chiefs are now supposed to go 14 and 3, wow. which is I think I have I'm I can't have them losing twice. I think I must have had 13 wins. That was the big the big one that stood out though. Okay.
3: Are, are they the best team right now?
2: It has to be
0: the best. Yeah,
3: that is the best. It I had the Packers
0: be the doing better. The Packers fell off. I think the Bucks are now in front of them. I had the Bucks losing one early.
3: Okay. Yeah. Well, the Bucks are 2 and 0. Yeah, yeah.
0: We'll talk next week. Kind I can be underwhelming, more. yeah.
3: 2-0. Okay, I
2: like it. I like it. Um, oh, and another one from Naj. Um, the negative national media attention on Wilson is infuriating to me. I Hope he shows out this week, and I believe he will, as will Hackett. This team needs the fans to not boo and support them loudly this week. Go Broncos, man. I, um, I woke up at 3 a.m. last night, randomly in the middle of the night. Hot sweats. Um, yeah, I think it was the glizzy dog. Oh, my God. <laughs> the glizzy God. straw. Uh, People
3: are saying I took it too far. I think you t- took it too far. I, I don't know, even how, know how, how where did you I took take? it. That's what I'm saying. I think you
2: were, maybe when you were talking about what you wanted me to do with the meat inside of the straw. And <laughs>
3: that's literally what I was, was referring to. <laughs> that, that had no bad, that,
2: that was not dirty. Wow. <laughs> Anyways, 3 a.m., wake up. And I don't know why, but all I could think about was I can't believe the Broncos booed Russell Wilson, and Broncos fans booed Russell Wilson. And I know everyone says they weren't booing Russell Wilson. Yeah. But they booed the team in Russell Wilson's first ever game. That's crazy to me. I couldn't stop thinking about it. It kept me yeah. up for a while.
0: And legitimately like this is the worst reception a rookie head coach has ever gotten at home. Like 100%. like the 100%. I mean, even on top of that, like the worst media reaction on top of that. Like there has never been a rookie head coach down as bad as Nathaniel Hackett is through two weeks. Yeah. And obviously, I haven't seen every one of them, but I'm confident saying that.
3: Yeah. I completely agree. Yeah. That. Like, how I'm, could it be I'm, worse? I'm confident in backing you on that. And, Ryan, it's a good point. I've, I have not thought about it in the way that Russell Wilson was booed, even if it's not directed at him, his first home game. The odds for that. Would have been like a million to one right when the Broncos yeah. traded for him. Is Russell Wilson going to get booed in his first home game? You would have said no. But I, I because I've always thought of it as it was Nathaniel Hackett getting booed and they not won. Russell Wilson and, and they won. Uh, not the first time we've seen that though.
2: <laughs> I, it's just bad. And, you know, people who don't like the Broncos or their fans use the word spoiled a lot. And I just, you, I don't know how I could even disagree at this point. Um, That's, yeah. But
3: also kind of along Hank didn't say this but along those lines we also I don't think we've ever seen this poor of a start from a coaching staff in terms of like the operations and the game management (laughs) and the penalties now not all of that's on them of course penalties and stuff but it just reflects where the team's at right now I don't think we've ever seen that bad uh, of like a two game series together and so that's why fans are mad
0: and it's definitely an overreaction like, maybe not a huge overreaction. I mean, it's the internet. You know, it's always an overreaction. Any meme is an overreaction. Anything like, oh, the Mitchell Trubisky sucks stuff back in the day. It was an overreaction. Did he suck? Yeah. It's not as bad as it sounds. That's just how things go. When you are, like, the number one top of the shit list, you're always going to get more than you deserve. But, like, What's
2: funny he is, does probably deserve to be number one on that list. <clears throat> What's funny is if the Broncos went out and won 30-10 to 10 this week mm-hmm. and Nathaniel Hackett pressed every correct button – on oh, national yeah. TV, the next day would not be headlines of like, "Were we wrong about Nathaniel no. They just wouldn't talk about it. You know, they talk about the game, wouldn't talk about Hackett, and they'd move on. And then, like six weeks from now, they would still be cracking jokes about it.
0: Oh, totally. Like he is, he is this guy at least for this season. Yep. Like there, no, nothing is changing. Everybody's getting their jokes off. He is going to be looked at as a joke of a head coach, and he he doesn't deserve. I mean, he could deserve it at that point, but. Even if he doesn't deserve it, he will still get it. That's just how this works. People make their decisions and they stick with it.
3: You get to the playoffs and you're good. But if you don't get to the playoffs and let's say you're nine and eight, or let's say you're ten and seven mm-hmm. and you miss the tiebreaker, then people are really gonna point to it.
2: Yeah. And if you're exactly bad, true. then people
3: are really gonna point to it too. So I think you make the playoffs, you're good.
2: Even if you make the playoffs, like you're gonna the game is gonna probably come down to something, you know uh a close like if it comes down to a close game people are going to find a a mistake that you made somewhere along the way and just hammer it right into their narrative what do you mean so like the broncos make the playoff game yeah and then they Mm. lose a game and you know they didn't go for it on fourth and two from the 48 people are just gonna be like wow look at this guy again he blew it for him you know sure it uh, might as well bring it up gonna be perfect
0: we heard from kyle shanahan today And he was talking about Hackett a little bit. And obviously said, you know, you guys are lucky to have him. He's a good coach, all that. But he also brought up, in his first game, he went for it on fourth down four times. Should not have done it. And just said, like, yeah, I didn't really... It was just bad decisions in the first game. Like, you just learn. And that is important to remember that that's a thing that happens with everybody, including
2: coaches. Learning is possible if you're willing to do it.
3: And that's why I hope Nathaniel Hackett is. Um, He said, and this was interesting... He said, over these past few days, he's learned a lot from George Payton and Darren Muji, uh, the the Broncos' assistant general manager. Interesting, notably bit. not
2: coaches ever.
3: I, exactly. Interesting. Obviously, those guys have been around football; they know a ton. Uh, good resources to have. I just thought that was kind of interesting that it's not like the Dom Capers of the world, where yeah. he didn't call his dad up. I know he probably wouldn't want to say that because then he'd be trolled a lot for like relying on his dad. Uh, but I thought I thought that was interesting.
2: Yeah, that is interesting. Too many voices. Too many voices. Get the voices out of your head. Everyone likes Nathaniel Hackett and everyone wants to help him. But I think he's getting too many voices right now. And and I don't want him thinking, Oh, what did what did so and so say? What did so and so say? You know, right. what would so and so do? Like trust I don't trust yourself. Yeah, just trust yourself. Yeah. Just be you, man. Yep. He's the best at being him. He is. And I feel like last week he overcorrected from who he was in week one.
3: Yep, I, I agree. I agree. Also, right. run the ball,
2: run the ball in the red zone. One more zone. time,
3: run run the damn ball.
2: What's funny is you know today I was sorry today I was on CHGO Bears, um, big time big baby. podcast out of Chicago big time. and uh, <laughs> literally it is a big podcast out of <laughs> Chicago, is, is. Uh, and they were telling me like Matt this is big big Matt and Aggie vibes like just got to be honest with you attack it yeah and it's funny because I just said like got to be you and in. in Matt Nagy once got, like, I don't know if the word is caught, but there was a screenshot of he had wrote on his play sheet in oh. big letters BU. Oh, no. And then he got dragged oh. for that. Oh. Which I don't think that's oh. a problem.
3: I don't know. Like, it's, it's it just, I see why he would get dragged for it. Like, the NF, the coach of our team really needs to write BU
0: on it? Yes. I mean, it's, it reminds me... Like when I went to Minnesota with my girlfriend and we were like her her stepsister's room or something, there's in the bathroom, there's just like a thing that says like you someday you're going to be a millionaire, like or something like that. Love that. Like just speak it into be existence. Yourself. It's so cheesy. No, I don't need those not. things that sounds Like today will be a good day if you make it. Like, oh, shut up. No, like, just I'm go- all for
2: uh, <laughs> uh, for talking things into existence.
3: I'm not saying it's it's bad, um, but I'm not surprised why someone would get dragged for that.
2: Yeah, it's just crazy to me. Like one time, uh, I, I, when I was playing golf in high school, like I was had just this little hitch where I was like taking my eye off the ball. Like I, I hadn't done it in years, so I literally just wrote on my thumb E O B eye on ball. And every time I looked down to to grip my club it reminded me and but, I got it and I got it out of my system. But
3: that's like actual coaching. That's like something that you had to do that like true. like Matt Nagy isn't like not it's, just, it's like just a not reminder. an actual Fourth
2: and 2 from the 40 you look at your play sheet you're like be you. I go for this here. Should you that know be, what
3: I mean? Should that be the call? All right. Let's be you. This is the this is the play call. Just, be you, baby. Russ, just be you. Just go do your thing. It's like All X-Disney right. Let's, let's get into these comments because <laughs> right. we
2: still haven't even gotten to the comments on the website. So Jazzy Bronco comes in and says, hey, guys, it's been too negative in here. Give your team some time to grow and build together. Tomorrow, I'll begin my pilgrimage that will end at Mile High Sunday night for my first ever in-person home game. So many people saying that this year. I will come ready to erupt on every big play we make while not booing our guys and counting down the play clock if necessary. Uh it's time for Broncos Country to ride. Two quick questions. First, uh is RK's seat locator app live yet? Since it's the first game there, I may need some help finding my seat from the sounds of things. Is it up? No. Is it up and
3: running? Okay, no. Good luck finding your seat then.
2: <laughs> what was that about? Oh, it was, said, it was
3: because you said like sometimes in the stadium it's not direct it's not easy to find your seat.
2: It's just not a perfect circle concourse as yeah. every stadium should be. <laughs> it yeah.
0: really should be. I do when he says like i begin my pilgrimage it's like i just picture him in like a
2: boat oh like he's sure. just paddling. <laughs> like he i sounds like of, i set a covered out wagon yeah that's what <laughs> yeah, i was yeah. thinking too yeah. yeah especially
3: here in the wild west uh, yes
2: uh. second what time is too late to plan to come to the tailgate i know i can't make the bus because my friend is flying in that morning and i will not be on the ground in time but i still would like to buy tailgate passes if we can make that work looking forward to an epic weekend and a huge bronco win cheers um no such thing as too late to yeah. the tailgate. I mean, even if you got there by four, that would be a normal t- amount of time to tailgate before the be. game.
3: Especially for people that haven't been to Empower Field yet. It's not like it's a mile walk from the tailgate to get into the stadium. No, I mean, you're you're just across one parking lot uh, and not a massive parking lot. it's a it's a three minute walk from the tailgate to get to the entrance of the stadium
2: that's for zach who basically floats um <laughs> it's, he is nimble. it's a seven minute walk okay so seven minute walk but, but but
3: it's not like you have to plan so much time to get in the stadium.
2: you can see i mean you can literally Hear not the music. Literally. you could probably hit a golf ball <laughs> with bounce you could hit a golf ball from our lot to the stadium
3: definitely oh i Just feel like you could get it without a bounce no is it that no. far no, i don't think i so. think it's over it's i
2: can hit a ball on my bet i don't even want to all concrete i can though, hit the ball like, yeah. over 300 yards it's longer than that you it just gotta is? hope okay. you
0: don't like okay. roll into one of the pots with the trees you know like the little dirt square cut out thing yeah you yeah. have to get hit lucky it, hit yeah. a car Ooh, yeah. would not want that. I'd be would aiming, not want
2: that. You know the place where they have like the face mask coming out of yeah. the ground and all yeah. that? Yeah. If you get it onto that path, it's like just it's pretty clear. Totally. pretty clear, totally. Yeah, pretty clear yeah. from there. <laughs> Anyways, it's close.
3: <laughs> Windy City Bronco says I know how much you guys love a good relationship metaphor, so yes. here you go. Broncos fans find themselves in a new relationship. It was an exciting summer love affair with so many possibilities. We thought we were ready for something new, we wanted to move on. But as summer turns to fall, we are our past haunts us. We knew those past relationships weren't going to work. Deep down, we knew, but we didn't want to be alone. I mean, are we going to go root for the Browns? So we compromised, yeah. and we talked ourselves into it. Maybe Bridgewater is the answer. Maybe this time it will be different. It isn't that our new relationship is bad. It's still so new and so full of potential, but we worry about repeating the same mistakes. Is this for real, or just another bad relationship ready to end in tears? Are we falling for another, or for for another loser, or do we just need to patchwork through a rough time? Fangio isn't, or Hackett isn't Fangio, or Vance Joseph, or even Gary Kubiak. Wilson isn't Manning, but he definitely isn't Locke, Bridgewater, Osweiler, Flacco, Keenum, or Lynch. We can't let those who hurt us before leave us jaded and cynical. Let's be hopeful. Let's dream of what this relationship can be. Let's work through these tough times because this team might just be the one.
2: It's It, it reminds me of something, by the way, great metaphor. Mm-hmm. Good job. Yeah. Um, it just reminds me of like, you know, the, the thing I was just saying about booing, it's a reaction. It's not a reaction of really what happened in that game. It's a reaction. of What's happened the last six years. Everyone is so antsy and on edge to see this team play good football again, that the, you know, mismanagement and, um, kind of like uh yakety sacks type of game management has everyone like extra anxious. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, they let it out by booing and I get that part. But it un—not that it has to be fair, but it is unfair to Russell Wilson, Nathaniel Hackett, Eva Rowe, all those guys, because they had nothing to do with the fact that the Broncos are in this position. Mm-hmm. But fans are here always, you know. It's like that TikTok that came out the other day of this uh, Bears fan who was like so upset, um, and uh, his girlfriend said you never like show me this much emotion. (laughs) He's like, I've known you for two months. This was my team for 22 years. (laughs) Oh my gosh. That is
3: incredible. And it's, you know, it's that like Broncos fans
2: have been here through all of this. So they, you know, they have experienced all that. And that is where this anxiety and frustration is all coming from. Yeah.
0: If they played in the AFC championship game last year and then added Russ, Everybody's like, oh, yeah, we're working through it. It's going to be just fine. They have the pieces. <laughs> now, the difference is obviously they didn't, and so they actually might not have the pieces, but totally. Totally.
3: Next one from Randy Chubsack says, hey, gentlemen, it's been a while since I last asked a question or commented, but I've been listening to the pod. The Sobe brothers, myself, younger brother and father, will be making pilgrimages from Oregon and New Mexico to the The Oregon Trail. (laughs) (laughs) Yes, here we go. So many pilgrims. For our first ever Broncos home game in October against the Jets, we strategically got a place to stay within walking distance of the DNVR bar and we'll be doing the full party bus and tailgate experience. Let's go. I'm ridiculously excited. Here's my question for the pod. The Broncos hall of fame nominees were announced the other Mm -hmm. day, which made me reflect on the fact that we have no Broncos ring of fame inductees this year. Why in the bleep is Gary Kubiak not in the ring of fame? And when will we put him in? Nine years as Elway's backup, 11 years as a quarterback, coach slash offensive coordinator, two years as a head coach. He and Elway are the only Broncos to have had direct hand in all three of the Super Bowl victories. When can we expect him to be placed into his rightful spot in the Broncos ring of fame? Or am I delusional and overvaluing his importance to the franchise? The,
2: the Do you not know what Super- IIRC stands for? Nope. Skipped right over to it. Do you, Henry? If I remember correctly. Yes. Ah. There we go. <laughs> if you remember correctly, that's what it stands for. Oh, yeah. Um, Okay. So let me ask you this. I our, thought you were going to call me out on that. Are assistant coaches <laughs> allowed to make the ring of fame? <clears> hmm. <throat> hmm. Uh, Probably not, right?
3: Especially, I was gonna say like if you got a great defensive coordinator, almost like a Wade Phillips, but it'd have to be for an extended amount of time where he's actually calling the plays.
2: Right. Okay. Uh, our backups. No. In the ring of fame. <laughs> no. No, <laughs> no, you lose. There's one
3: spot where you get me though.
2: Okay. So our Super Bowl head coaches in the ring of fame. They, they should absolutely be. They should yeah. be. And, and one I think of them is. And even yeah, what's crazy is his his head coach tenure is so short. Yeah. But he does get lifetime achievement. And the fact that he became the head coach and won a Super Bowl is enough to, I would say, um, illuminate the rest of his achievements as a Denver Bronco and and make them count. Because you could, eh, no, you probably couldn't ever make the case against a Super Bowl winning head coach not being in. So he'll be in within the next three years.
3: Yeah, he should be. I completely agree. And Jose with a great comment. He says, just add Kubiak, just blow Elway in smaller (laughs) letters. Wouldn't that be incredible? Uh, Jose, that's great. uh, That might be the comment of the year. It it seriously (laughs) is. Uh, And the reason no Broncos are going into the Ring of Fame this year is because... uh, All the good ones are in? All the good ones are in. No more. (laughs) They're done. Uh, Is because they didn't want to make a decision before a new owner was here. So they kind of... Took the cheap way out. Weird. Give honestly. me a line to cut things <laughs> yeah. off like
2: they're not
0: the owners yet.
2: Right. Also, right. they don't know anything. Right. It's yeah. not like you're yeah. devaluing the franchise. Yeah. It's not like they're like, oh yeah, right. 4.6 right. billion.
0: <laughs> oh no, you put him in the Ring of Fame? Ah, 4.5. Maybe what? they couldn't afford right. another right. Ring right. of Fame exactly. thing. Uh.
2: <laughs> yeah. Oh, maybe they wanted to have the conversation about the new stadium because they're like, mm-hmm. maybe we shouldn't put any more people in the Ring of Fame after we run out of slots. I like True. where we're going
3: down this route.
2: Next one's from Melbourne Broncos. Says my boys, are you really surprised at the personal attacks on Coach Hackett? After all, we are talking about social media, the platform yeah. for cowards hiding behind fake names that get ignored by officials. Uh, Twitter is a swamp; the other is no better. And on that note, bring the Aussie Rules Grand Final this weekend. Go Swans.
3: It took a turn in the middle there, <laughs> but go go Swans. I
2: guess I'm not surprised. It's just weird, man. I think it's just. I mean. That's just weird.
0: If, if you do the dumbest thing of the week, you're going to get way more hate than you deserve. That's just how the internet works. He's right.
2: Yeah, I will say the Solak article today uh, was one of those things where like you don't get to call my little brother... A shithead only i do (laughs) you know and so like broncos fans were like hey (laughs) you don't get to do this that's only us that gets to do this and then
3: right after they type the exact same thing
2: we live this life every day we get to overreact to these things right you can't just swoop in that's how that works i remember early in my writing days um ty lawson like took a weird like offhanded shot at chauncey billups and everyone was pissed so I was like, this is my opportunity. Like, I'm going to write a sweet, like, slam piece oh on boy. Ty Lawson. <laughs> but I just, like, went way too hard <laughs> on, like, a guy who Nuggets fans, you know, had liked for a yeah, long time. Yeah. And there was, like, everyone was like, no no this is actually way too much what is wrong with you wow (laughs) that's great but also no one comes at Chauncey Billups
3: no seriously not he's our Denver guy exactly next one from Broncolic says hey guys feel like I need to clarify my criticism of Hackett first off I do think all these issues can be fixed and I was encouraged by what I saw in Hackett's Monday's press conference here's my thing if it was just one thing, he is getting a pass due to inexperience, but it is one. Terrible play calls near the goal line, resulting in last place ranking in the red zone. Zero of 18 passing, too much shotgun, and not a single outside run so far with Beck in.
2: That can't be right. right? That's not true. That is not true.
3: Outside, No outside runs with Beck? No, there were...
2: zero of 18 passing. Um, I can't speak to this. can't be was, right because like, the Russ catch to for... Albert o on the goal line that he didn't get in. But know.
3: was he in the red zone? Yeah, like did was Russ in the red zone when he threw it? For sure, they were
2: like on the five.
3: That was just at like a four yard pass. Mm-hmm. Okay, um, I know the pass game; he was zero for five within okay. the five yards. But um, there were at least maybe they three made outside eighteen runs plays
2: passing. Zero of them have resulted in touchdowns. That, that probably makes up. Yep. That could be. Yep.
3: He says, two, leading the league by far in penalties. Three, yes. awful game clock slash timeout management. And four, he's even got the SMH with personal decisions or personnel decision, not personal decisions. Why is Javante not on the field for critical short third downs like third and two? He did not have a single run for no gain or negative yardage against the Texans until the final run of the game, despite several times being hit in the backfield. Such a beast. That's just way too much, and the signs are glaring that he is in way over his head. He needs to show drastic improvement this week or it could be a really long season i mean the texans could have easily won that game and playing the way we have the first two weeks what other teams could have could have won could we have won against not many ps rk it was funny hearing you reference my comment about koc and Kirk cousins yesterday i was actually <laughs> watching monday night football while catching up with monday's pod thinking irony abounds
2: <laughs> <laughs> yeah it's so hard in the nfl because we have so much time to talk about these games after they happen that it's hard to not make an overarching take about yep. one game. Kirk Cousins looks amazing, and then all of a sudden, KOC's helpless, and Kirk Cousins <laughs> just keeps throwing the ball to Darius Slay as if he was on his own team.
3: Who do you guys have this week, Minnesota or Detroit in Minnesota?
2: I mean, the Lions are America's team, so I'm rolling. With that.
3: <laughs> oh, there we go. I love but it. But they're probably going to lose.
2: Give
0: me Minnesota yeah. for
2: now.
3: Yeah, they are seven-point favorites, Minnesota yep. is. So it's a pretty big line.
2: All right, next one, and probably last one. We have already run very long here. Mile High Buckeye. My boy has been a long time since my last comment, but I have been listening every day. Life has just gotten wild. My wife and I just moved into our first house and found out that we have a baby girl coming in March. Let's go.
3: Hey, congratulations.
2: The coverage has been great as always. I was wondering if you guys were ever planning on going back to a noon show time during the week since I'm out east in Ohio. The noon shows allowed me to listen at work and always made my work days better. Also, there's way too much negative energy coming from Broncos country. We knew that there was a new coaching staff, a new offense, and a new QB. We knew that there would be growing pains while the unit gelled. We knew that this would all take some time. We'll be fine. Everyone breathe. Love y'all. Go Broncos. Alex.
0: It is crazy how that balance, like, swings over the course of the week. Like, after the game Monday, it's like 80% people who are just, like, angry and screaming and want to burn everything down. And 20% people are like, ah, it'll work out. Then we get to this point, it's like 50-50. It's like, yeah. Yeah, okay, it's going to be fine. And then also the half that says burn it all down, this is going to be terrible. And look, I've
3: calmed down. I've yeah. calmed down. Yeah. yeah. You know, th- I'm this impressed. isn't a negative pod. We're, we're, part we're that good.
0: part of 30% swing.
3: We'll see if we pick a Broncos win tomorrow. We will. Oh,
0: man. <laughs> I was just thinking about that earlier. That's a tough one. This it game
2: is. it is, is crazy big. Mm-hmm. Not from a full season standpoint, but from a narrative standpoint. I can't get over yeah the way that this thing can either swing the narrative or enhance the narrative. And it sucks for the Broncos that it's a very tough game. Cause you know, you, if you could have gotten another gimme here or what should be a gimme, then it's so, it's so much easier to envision them like getting it right, getting play calls in fast. Hey, it doesn't, the play call doesn't even matter that much. Just get it in there, you know? Um, and now you get national TV, All the pressure, one and one. It's a huge difference between two and one and one and two. It's like the ultimate swing game for just about everything.
3: Okay. Let me ask you this question. What would be better for Nathaniel Hackett? Nathaniel Hackett. Mm -hmm. Win, but it looks just as bad as last week, uh, or lose... But there's no delay of games, there's no penalties, there's no clock management issues. He uses his timeouts right. The 49ers just outplay him. But you are one and two. It Always is the win. win. It is the win. Always win. Because
0: again, like right now, you react to every week. Like that's what, that's the point of the show is that there's a day's worth of things to talk about. But what's really going to matter is what happens at the end of the year, and that win is going to be really important to where this final grade is and what we talk about all off season. Sting for a week to get the loss, but. Or no, to get the win that's ugly. But in the
3: long
2: yeah. run, it's worth it.
3: Okay, but I agree long-term. But like next week, the following five games after the game, the following yeah, five days.
2: It's still just better to win. Okay. Um, and mm-hmm. it's it'll go back to something that, Zach, you and I have been saying for years and years and years on this podcast. The quarterback makes the coach look better. And if you win, it means that probably happened, right? Yeah. yeah. Uh, Russell Wilson overcame. He made some great mm-hmm. throw late in the game, yeah. and you won. And it would just tell me that, like, okay— Nathaniel Hackett is not going to, at least for me, I I would be saying Nathaniel Hackett is not going to be this bad forever. Right. But he's lucky in the sense that he has Russell Wilson still here to cover up his flaws. He he has more opportunities to keep learning. You know, like if all of this stuff was happening with the quarterbacks, the Broncos have had the last few years, they probably would have gotten blown out week one and lost week two. Yeah. Um, But Russ, you know, covers up for a lot of deficiencies. And that's the more important thing for Nathaniel Hackett is he has that guy in that if, the, if they win and he messes up, it means Russ bought him another week to go back to the drawing board and figure it out.
3: And I hope it's not neither or. I hope it's a win plus no errors there.
2: Let's hope. All right, we'll be back tomorrow to talk more. Thank you guys for tuning in for a long show. Hit us with a thumbs up on your way out, and we will catch you tomorrow.